choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. This is the Knucklehead, Stephen. I'm coming at you, coming at you today to talk about a couple things, but one in particular, we're going to focus and hone in on self-discipline. Self-discipline, and why is that important? And why would it be important to somebody who um, uh, who who has a track record of making mistakes and is being a knucklehead? Well, here's a couple of reasons why. One, well, for one, I was taught that discipline was instant willing obedience to others or orders, depending upon how you wanted to put it. What does that have to do with self-discipline? Well, a self-disciplined individual would take an order and then follow that in perpetuity. They would always, they would always be compliant with what, uh, with what it is that we were supposed to get done as Marines. Uh, and, you know, when you, when you, when you peel that apart, and the reason why this is uh, important and kind of close to my heart is what happens is, is whenever there's a, a, a grip on you from an authority type figure, or if you have an adversarial type relationship with a, an authority figure, what's going to end up happening is once you have the ability to express yourself or kind of be out on your own, you end, you end up, you end up following human nature. I mean, it's, it's in, it's innate in every single one of us that we're, we're inherently, most people would think we're inherently good, but we're actually inherently bad. We're inherently overindulgent. We're inherently undisciplined. Uh, we seek gratification, indulgence, excessiveness. Uh, we've got over, I mean, literally just a failing fault, feeblest, you know, feeble mentality. It's just, it's just who we are. So it, it's very abnormal at first for us to want to think that we have the ability to be self-disciplined. This is mostly apparent in, uh, in people's weights, their health, um, how they treat other people, how they choose to, uh, to exercise different uh, mechanisms that are out there designed for improvement. Uh, and those are classified, I think Merriam-Webster does a really good job of describing it as, as simply just, you know, the ability to do what needs to be done. Uh, and really, it's, it's for the sake of improvement. So that's what self-discipline is, all right? So that's where we're going to spend some time talking about uh, right now. There's a, there's a bunch of resources that are out there for people who are interested in this. Uh, I'll wrap up today's uh, podcast with one of my favorite chapters uh, of a book that was suggested to me a long time ago that you can always go back to. And I would suggest that you always go back to this one to cultivate that spirit of hunger, that spirit of, of, uh, of going Excuse me. It's just that that facilitating the uh, the desire to want to learn, the desire to want to earn, the desire to want to be better, um, and uh, and I'll give you that at the end of the day today. So uh, there's a a bunch of people out there that actually talk about this really really well, in my opinion. One, one of them in particular, Jocko Willenick. If you're listening to this particular podcast, you may have been familiar with. Uh, Jocko podcast. He also runs an incredible organization called Echelon Front that puts on these musters. Uh, and he talks about how discipline equals freedom, right? And Jocko's a, a Navy SEAL. So it's, it's difficult for like the average knucklehead, uh, you know, average dude like, like you and I to sit here and think, okay, well, I mean, yeah, he's a Navy SEAL. Of course he's going to be disciplined. All right. Well, okay. If he's a Navy SEAL and, and everything's, excuse me, and, and you can expect things are, to be disciplined there, 
then why is it that not just in, in uh, the Navy SEAL community, but really uh, military-wide, there, there's such a, a large problem with a lack of discipline once we get out of service, right? The Department of Veteran Affairs uh, just published a stat, I think in 2013, they talk about how the 80% of the 140,000 veterans that they see or something have a, have a BMI of over 40% or a BMI of over 40. So when you, when you look at that, that the body mass index being abnormally high, that's, that's higher than the average normal American. The average normal American is one of the obese, most obese people. When you look at, uh, when you look at the stats uh, worldwide, it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. So it's in my opinion that the reason why is because we're taught a, a conforming, um, a pattern and not necessarily the fact that that pattern is there for improvement. Uh, you're, you're leaving one area and going into another area of military, or let's just say you, for instance, you're going from one job to another, you're going from one relationship to another, you're going from one diet to another. And why aren't they all working out or why aren't they becoming the, the success that you would want? Well, my guess is you're, you're probably having an issue with self-discipline, right? Or you're, you're having a difficult time understanding that you're connecting with some of the human emotion and the human uh, 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 nature of who we are. One in particular, excuse me, let's just go over that real quick. Let's just, let's just hover over this topic. The three human emotions, right? Well, there's more of them, but let's just, let's just cover on these. These ones that conjure up uh, the desires probably more than anything else. Sex, love, and fear, sex, love, and fear. All right. So of those three, what is it that we just, we get either paralyzed or we overindulge with? Well, in most, in most, by most cases, uh, love and sex, for instance, those are creative emotions and we can overindulge in those particular emotions in a way that, that doesn't allow us to, uh, to fully, to fully allow opportunities or for all, fully allow us to commit ourselves to a path to where we're actually going to be able to achieve the success that we're looking for. Uh, what's an example of this, right? I'll give you, I'll give you one for instance. All right. So if you look at specifically obesity, right, the, uh, you know, subcutaneous and visceral fat that exists, let's just say in the gut, well, that's what happens with your mind. Like, I'm not saying that the, that you get visceral fat, like in the synapses that, you know, cause you to not be able to think proper. It just, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work like that. Your brain tissue just, it's not like that. It's a lot of, there's a, there's a different type of mass uh, brain tissue. So let me, let me clarify. You, you become mentally obese. Uh, you've probably heard that said before. I heard somebody say that just recently and I was like, man, that's fascinating when you think about it. And all that that means is you become mentally undisciplined in what your, what your reason for doing whatever it is that you're doing is. Okay. So you don't have clarity of purpose. You don't have clarity for why it's important. For instance, um, me, <laughs> let's talk about me for a second. Um, I, I completely got out of shape, right? I, I spent uh, years of my life preparing to be able to play collegiate athletics and go into the Marine Corps and, and outperform physically all of these people. And then, you know, what happens? You think, well, you can always outwork it, so I don't need to be disciplined in what I'm eating, what I'm putting into my body, what I'm allowing my mind to look at or uh, to think about and what I'm allowing my eyes to look at. And so all of those things end up actually uh, just completely contorting my relationships, ones that I care about mostly, or excuse me, the most of my life. And in particular, 
you know, when you think about like fear or the things that you love, when you overindulge into those things for alcohol, sports, what happens is you create distance. And that distance is like, that's another unnecessary gap that you have to bridge. And all it does is just make it that much harder to admit, you know what, I've just, I've been completely undisciplined in this area. And therefore I'm, I'm either adding weight or I'm creating more distance between where I'm at and those that, those that I love or where I'm at and where I want to be. It's, it's just, a, it's an endless cycle unless you exercise self-discipline, right? That third human emotion, fear, right? You end up overindulging or creating scenarios in your mind that don't exist. I see a lot of, uh, you know, I see a lot of people in today's political climate creating this, <laughs> this, this fear of, you know, everything's a, an offense or everything's about, uh, you know, civil liberties or, or whatever the case may be. They're being, I mean, the, the, the truth is, is we have less freedoms now than we ever had before in our life here in the United States. Um, but how does this reply to re- apply to relationships, right? So uh, let's just use this for a second. For, for instance, uh, my stepdad, whenever I was growing up, he was, he was a great guy. He, he, he married my mother, loved my mother, but she came with three strong-headed uh, boys, right? And and uh, you know, my heart goes out to the man. Um, it, it was it was sad. He physically was abusive towards us, right? He, I mean, he beat us, whatever. But the fact is, is is uh, you know, looking back on it, <laughs> you know, if I would have acted the way that I was whenever I was a kid, I, I who knows? Who knows what I would? I've got kids of my own now, and I. You know, there's not a, not a chance that I would do any of those things to him, but you know, I'm not him, but my fat, the, the reason why I bring this up to you is, um, the, the loss of control in the moment, the loss of control, uh, in that when you have a lack of presence of mind, whenever your emotions get conjured up, when you, when you have this loss of control or you have this loss of, of focus, it ends, what ends up happening uh, at least in my experience is, is you disconnect this, what's been described as like the faculty of reason, right? And so in order to have an accurate reaction or an accurate thought, you, you lose that discipline component with your decision-making in that moment. And you end up again, jeopardizing not only the integrity of your relationship, but the integrity of your decision-making going forward. And so then you, you introduce a new pattern. And now all of a sudden what you've done is you've, if you've created this, this destructive pattern of not being able to trust yourself when it comes to decisions, when you're, when you're presented with those same set of circumstances, again, to review, right? Um, you allow a temporary set of circumstances for you to become uh, emotionally unstable and you disconnect from your faculty of reason and now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, uh, you do not have the capability of being disciplined in that moment and you lose control and, yeah, you know, the wheels kind of fall off the wagon, so to speak, right? Um, what's, another, uh, what's another example of this as a knucklehead? Um, so, you know, I was, I was pretty self-focused on a, on a path there for a period of time. Um, you know, I, I had relationships with a bunch of Marines that I used to run around with and they they were great guys, uh, great people, great, uh, great folks. So gals are included in that. Um, and, you know, I sabotaged a lot of those relationships inadvertently 
because I wasn't using a, a, the faculty of reasoning. And there's there's about 10 different components of this in this chapter of the book that I'm going to talk about later. Um, but the the important um, the important reason for me being a knucklehead was there was people who were like, hey, man, every time you get around me, you're trying to sell me something. Every time, every time you call me, it's never about, hey, how I'm, how am I doing? It's always about what can I, what can you do, or what can I do for you? And you know, you're trying to sell me. It, it was just, it was just pattern of always being about something and never really truly being about them. And, and it's sad that it came across that way, but the fact is, is that's how people felt, right? So you just, when you think about that as a knucklehead, what you've got to do is you got to understand you are fully capable of controlling and not sabotaging, not only those relationships, but you've got to be able to exercise the discipline component when you're in the moment, when, you're, when your emotions are, are high and potentially allowing you to, to make a poor decision. Unless you've put yourself in that arena multiple times and realize that you can make better decisions and that you can be trusted when those things happen, um, you, you're going to end up self-destructing. You're going to in, interject a wrong habit. You're going to end up being a wrong. You're going to end up uh, interjecting a wrong habit. So um, there's a good there's a, there's a good book and uh, it's called Mindset. Uh, it's by a woman named Carol uh, Carol Dweck. Um, fantastic book here that you that you want to check out. Uh, talks about it on page two thirty nine. If you want to go to that specific page in the book and read what she says about the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset as it relates to being self-disciplined. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, of sensitivity that people have about the power of your words right now and being able to, to control your vocabulary. At the time of this recording, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about uh, in the United States and political correctness and people wanting to restrict the use of language and saying uh, what's acceptable and not acceptable, what is humorous and what is not, what is, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's open to interpretation. However, you have to, you have to be able to understand that the reason why your words are so important and the freedom that you experience whenever you have those words, you, you end up, you end up actually owning, I think Andrew Carnegie said, he's, he's like the, the person who can possess self-mastery will then possess anything else that he works for and then therefore is entitled to, and I may I could probably butcher in that uh, that quote. But the reason why that's important, I think, is is because when you restrict language of when you restrict people's capacity to make decisions, or you farm out your mindset, you you let somebody else make decisions for you. Literally, you take your brain out and you go like, okay, well, what do you think I should do? Okay, I think I'm going to do that. Um, what ends up happening is, and parents do this a lot with their kids is they end up trying to remove their, their, their children's decision uh, process. And they say, you know what, let me make a decision for you. Hey, go ahead and go to college, go to this school, go this route, do this. And what ends up happening is after the, the parent is no longer there, that, that person who makes those decisions is no longer there. That person has not gone through the discipline components of being able to refine their decision-making faculties and actually make productive, good decisions. So that's why self-discipline is so adamantly important. Um, one chapter, chapter 10, Master Key to Riches by Napoleon Hill. Check it out. One of my favorite books was suggested to me a long time ago. Uh, I don't go back to it often enough. If you ever want to find out why this stuff is so important, 
Those are two books that I would suggest that you check out. Uh, they've helped me in a lot of ways. Uh, I, would, uh, I would suggest that you check them out also. So uh, with that, we are, we are wrapped up. We are done. Uh, those are the things that, uh, that I would suggest you do. If you want to exercise some self-discipline, set yourself some goals, realize why you haven't been able to achieve maybe some of the success that you're looking for and, uh, and go out there and make it happen. Listen, get some wins. Get some wins. Set some small goals. Set some small tasks. Go out there and accomplish it. Earn that confidence back. Not only just that confidence, but earn your belief in not only your ability, but your ability to actually believe in when you tell somebody else that you're going to do something. So get yourself some wins. Don't be beta. Don't be beta. You know what I'm talking about. And all you beta boys out there, you beta men out there, you're, you just if you get your panties in a wad, you, you deserve what you get. Uh, be alpha of your life, be alpha of your emotions, be alpha um, in your ability to tell yourself that you can do it. And all those people that take offense to that, listen, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. So this is The Knucklehead signing off with another episode, Self-Discipline. Go get you some wins. See you.